This episode is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Meow, 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 meow. Welcome, kittens and cats. I'm Natalie. And I'm Ricky. And I'm Bartley. And we're on this frequency. (laughs) On this week's episode, we'll be talking about toxic people. Toxicas. But first, (laughs) our moment of laughter from Joe K. Joe Coy. (laughs) Joe (laughs) Joe Coy. I'm leaving that blooper in right there. I'm blind, okay? I'm legally blind. Who's it by? Joe Coy. Here we go. I cured everything with Vicks Vaporub. Vicks Vaporub. I should have died nine times when I was a kid. That's abuse. There's one time I thought I had pneumonia. I go, Mom, I think I have pneumonia. She goes, I'll put extra Vicks on your body, Joseph. Just rub it everywhere, Joseph. Rub it on the bottom of the foot. And then put a sock on the foot. And then the pneumonia will come out of the foot, Joseph. <laughs> Just smothered in fucking Vicks. <laughs> One time I was so sick, I swear to God, true story, I go, Mom, I don't feel good. I can't sleep. My mom took a finger and stuck it in Vicks <laughs> and rubbed it on top of my eyelids. That shit burned so bad, the mom it burns. <laughs> I can't open my eyes. My mom goes, well, then you can sleep. <laughs> good night, Joseph. I'm just glad that my my mom wasn't the only one who did the the VIX on the foot and then the sock. Yeah. Okay. That's oh, so white people do that too? Oh yeah. Oh. Well, at I, least my mom did. I don't know about other right, right. white people, but that's a commodity <laughs> in, the, in the community. So I have two things with this. One, it wasn't until I met Mike that I had never seen anyone and their families put so much VIX on in their lives. <laughs> Wait, uh, me, no. Meaning like, because Mike rubs it on like his chest, like like he bathes in it. And I'm like... On regular days? Mostly when he's sick, I feel like he would do it more before until I called him out on it. And I was like, <laughs> you're like, yo, that's bro, not why sexy. why are you putting all this Vicks on <laughs> all the time? Why are you messing but with I his think, remedy? But I, so I think it for him, it meant like, I'm going to sleep or this is going to help me yes. relax. Yes. So he would like smother himself in it and then i thought it was really weird so now he only does it when he's sick or think he's getting sick <laughs> Poor guy. or by himself because he knows you're yeah, judging right. him now, <laughs> now, now second um there was maybe like two years two three years ago when your family came over from juarez your mom's yeah. side of the family mm-hmm. yeah and one of your aunts they're vix users yes and so she was telling us a story oh, or no. well her oh, situation no. her current situation that because she grew up or what her her ritual her nightly ritual was to put and i think your mom does this too in her nose yes to go to sleep yes so because she would do it for so long for so many years she's an addict now she doesn't have a sense of smell oh my god and it's because of the vicks 
So, <laughs> so it's weird. My mom still has her sense of smell. I wonder if that would now. stop her. Yeah, but and, and I wonder if I told her like you're gonna lose if you don't stop doing this. Yeah, you're gonna lose your sense of smell. Yeah, I wonder what she would choose. Yeah, <laughs> but I, mean, I think it's a comfort work. thing at that it point. Is. It is right. Oh god, it's like a part of your ritual. You put the thing in your nose and you go to sleep. <sighs> so Talking we Vicks. so we need to just find a way to have Vicks cure toxic people um question why don't we have vix in the studio like there is vix in there the is? studio <laughs> in one of these drawers oh my goodness there's vix in every bathroom See? even kitchen mm-hmm. it's everywhere Bedroom. i know people eat it do you like <laughs> shut up i've heard right? people eating people, it yeah yes, i have a friend who that's was trying gross. to give it to her kids i was like um yeah maybe that's not a good idea yeah my childhood best friend her mom would like feed it to her i've heard that isn't that like Ugh. isn't that toxic like isn't that literally poison <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is invix menthol yeah, wait don't it. you smoke menthol but it's it's a different menthol but yeah mm. all it is is menthol it's i don't know all the ingredients in vix i'm not sitting here reading the you the have the internet oh at your the fingertips active ingredients in vix vapor rub are camphor camphor a cough suppressant and topical analgesic, oh, wow. eucalyptus oil, mm. a cough suppressant, and menthol, a cough suppressant and topical analgesic. The, ina- the inactive ingredients in Vicks include cedar leaf oil, nutmeg oil, petroleum. Petrol- oh, yeah. Petrol- no. Yeah, petroleum. No, it's petroleum. Petrolatum. Thank Whatever. you. Petroleum. What is now? Thymol and turpentine oil. Turpentine oil. There's all sorts of stuff in it. But yeah, menthol is, is what menthol is the that um the bang. That breathing sensation it feels like your skin is breathing, that's menthol. Mm. The same breathing that smoking something with menthol in it gives. I've you? never smoked a menthol, so I couldn't tell I think you. I have. Interesting. Okay. It is not safe to use vapor rub inside or around your nose. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it could be absorbed into your body through the mucous membrane oh membranes lining God. your nostrils. My mom needs to get her nose checked out. Oh, shit. But anyway, vapor up, huh? Mm. <laughs> so that clip comes from Joe Coy hey. and his go. comedy special live from Seattle, available to watch on Netflix. Meow, 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 meow. Sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm in the fucking biggest. I don't know what. It's pregnancy related, right? You're in a funk. I'm in a funk. I think I've just been in a funk this whole like last couple of weeks. You need to watch bullshit is what you need to do. Oh yeah, what is that about? It's you said it was on Netflix? It's on Netflix. It's, it's a, a new show on show. Netflix. It's a game show. I looked it up. And it's tremendous. It is amazing. Well, so the contestant you're it's a it's a trivia show, right? Oh. And it, um the one contestant is is going against three other contestants, but the one who's playing the game mm-hmm. is answering the questions. If they mm. get it right, they climb up the money ladder, right? Oh. If they get it wrong, mm-hmm. they have to bullshit the answer. They got to they gotta tell mm-hmm. the, the three people the answer and why they know it. Mm-hmm. And then if they can get one of the people to believe their bullshit, then they also win that round. So either you get it right or you convince people your bullshit. Oh, it's like poker. Right. And if, if, somebody, if all three of them call you on your bullshit and you're bullshitting, then you, you, you lose. You lose. Oh, is it mm. like one season? Uh, I think so. So far, is there? I you win I money? was I was on episode four last night before I turned it off mm. because like I was just like this show is awesome. 
is it highly like, recommend? Is it trivia, like history trivia? Or it's any it's kind of general trivia. trivia. Oh, okay. Yeah, and all like... these people are like, oh, I do these pub crawl, pub crawl trivia, all this other crap, and then oh. then they lose. The only reason why I'm gonna watch it is because you said this was a tremendous show, and I don't know how it's a funny. game show could Ricky, be tremendously it is so, funny. Well, first of all, it's Netflix, so they can cuss. Okay. And they, oh. they get to say, no, I think you're full of shit. Got it. Okay. Like, literally I mean, say, you are full of shit. Listen, I just hold you in a you high regard creatively, Bartley. And if this is disappointing, so there's like a fun banter in there. Yeah, it's really funny. And Howie Mandel's the host. So, of course. Um, it's it's always tremendous. some older bald man hosting a show. <laughs> older white man, bald. Hey, I was thinking about Steve Harvey, too. Oh. <laughs> well, so there's, never mind. I'll let you watch it. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll um, come back and we'll discuss. Right? So, yeah, <laughs> of course. So this episode was initially inspired by Bartley, who... Uh, Thank you, Bartley. Yeah. You're who, welcome. Yeah. You, you were really talking about your disdain for toxic femininity, right? And you were up in arms about the defamation of character trial that Johnny Depp has in court right now with his ex-wife, Amber Heard. I didn't want to talk about toxic femininity. I'm not moved by it. I'm tired about how badly we treat one another, female to male, male to female, human to human. Mm -hmm. Toxic behavior is everywhere for us to experience, and I didn't want to spend an episode talking about it. I'm fed up with highlighting negativity, right? So while preparing for this episode, I call Natalie one morning, and I'm like, I have a writer's (laughs) block for this topic. I don't even want to research this. And so for the record... The Urban Dictionary does describe toxic as when they can't let you go, but won't treat you right either way. Oof. Right? And so maybe this was a reason why I didn't want to talk about this is because it was a sharp reminder of my own toxic past. Now, your own personal toxic past where you were toxic, you were the toxic person or the other way around? Both. Because... In some of our conversations between Natalie and I, where I was telling her about my, like the toxic people in my life, she kind of just made a comment like, well, you need to recognize your own toxic behavior or something like that, right? Uh Which I didn't take like... um, Personally, I hope. No, 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 no. no. Because it's very insightful. Because it, it, it made me think about, well, why am I in these toxic relationships, right? Mm-hmm. But what kind of behavior do I have? Toxic behavior, meaning it's mm-hmm. I don't have to be inflicting pain on anyone or hurting anyone. Mm-hmm. It's self-inflicted at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what could I be? What could I have done differently, right? Uh-huh. So I thought that was a very uh, important point to all of this. And now today, when you know we're gonna do this episode, now Natalie's in a has a writer's block for this. Yeah. But maybe that is because you said you had a weekend of just toxic stories. Yeah. Maybe I think I'm just like burnt out of toxic bullshit. Right. I'm just like just how what you were describing. I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm yeah. tired of all this toxic shit that we put ourselves in and that we go through and that we continue mm-hmm. like and, and that we allow it. And we talked about also in that morning phone call. I was like, I wonder what they call toxic behavior before. Because these behaviors have been with us forever. Forever. But it was just called something different. And I think right now it's just popular to to call it 
that term toxic, but it all kind of comes down to just abusive behaviors, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so at work at Mi Vida, I had this incredible conversation with Dom, one of the owners, and Mi Vida, the, the products that they put out are very positive. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever they print on any of their apparel has maintained something positive like a positive message yes it's mm-hmm. just all of it right mm-hmm. um there's they have some brokers not brokers people th- that they also vend for mm-hmm. um vendors yeah why do they call it a broker anyways <laughs> um <laughs> so one of th- something that was popular is like a next a necklace that says toxica yeah right and it made me think like man that really annoys me how pop culture or how our society now is doing such an incredible job popularizing that term. Yeah. Making it popular, making it a thing, making it, you know, just highlighting it, period. Yeah. You know, branding certain things. Mm -hmm. And so the conversation between Dom and I evolved also into you are what you think. Mm -hmm. You are what you put on yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, if, all your clothes and your style and all that has toxic written all over it. Yeah. You're listening to toxic music. You're yeah. around all of those scenarios. You become that. Yeah. Easily. So he's like, you, you can't put negative things on you, on your body. You mm-hmm. are what you consume. Correct. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. it's all subliminal and you don't even think like you're consuming, um, toxic, <laughs> products i mean it's it's kind of the weird. age that we're in now as well like yeah. people are are more worried about their ig followers their tiktok followers how many views am i going to get on this yes on mm-hmm. this video i'm going to do this video in the middle of public and like mm-hmm. start doing these stupid dances that's weird it's to- that's toxic though like it is you're doing that for attention and it's no different than a a, a relationship right yeah so why why i mean obviously like with that example that you're giving, right? You're saying, oh, well, he's doing it for attention. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's the deficiency there, right? He's doing all of this. What's missing in his life that he really wants? What kind of attention? self gratif or not not self-gratification, but like uh, affirmation from other people. Approval. Right. And I right. always think of like toxic people come could come from a toxic environment growing up. Yeah, you know, right. where he, yeah, you have this person making this obnoxious video in the middle of everything, mm-hmm. and if you take the time to you know just even talk to the person, maybe they just had some really traumatic, terrible things happen to them in their youth that transformed them into this toxic person making obnoxious videos. Which, by the way, have either of you experienced that? Um, being in public and you see a TikToker or someone doing a video in the middle of the street? No. So when TikTok was coming up, there was, and this is fucking creepy now that I think about it, because there was an older man and a younger woman. Oh, God. Like, much younger. She must have, and, you know, and we're coming out of, I was in Irvine at the time, so she must have been in, in the Irvine, the, the university or what the UCI, right? And this much, much like this could have been her father. They're together and they're doing a TikTok or maybe it was some some live um, social. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a YouTube or one of those. But they were accessing. Oh, some no, kind it of was Twitch. <coughs> Excuse 
excuse me it was twitch what they were on twitch streaming live and and i remember because i know uh there's like a little sound when they get paid right when they get uh-huh. money yeah so they're on there at the train station and i don't know what the hell they're talking about but somebody's paying them a whole bunch of money and because the thing is going and it's going and it's going and there's like a little clink 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 and i'm like ew this is fucking creepy but it was the first time that i saw somebody out in public live streaming themselves doing whatever it is that they were i just doing. think they it's funny people that do that in general like you can regular people that go on facebook live you know yeah with their two viewers why for what why why do we do that i know it's not even like our well for a lot of us it's not even well we're trying i guess i was gonna say that we're trying to make it our main source of income or right. just gain yeah. followers, popularity, attention, validation, affirmation, just everything that we just said. That's it. We want, we're needing, we're fucking needy. We are needy. And speak- is that what makes us toxic? I don't know. Let's ask the one who wanted to talk about toxic femininity. <laughs> Why the hell did you want to talk about? Well, I what think, what so inspired I, you so much? I, I, well, what inspired me was I saw this this uh, this video on Instagram where Amber Heard is in the middle of, of the trial. She's like ch- chatting with her attorneys and she's smiling and laughing. And then her attorney calls her in close and says something to her. And then her her entire demeanor. Change. changes like on the spot like Ooh. she goes from oh happy and and laughing with her attorneys to uh sad and miserable and like puppy dog eyes on knowing she's on camera and i'm just like that's that's toxic right there that is so incredibly toxic and this Why? is what toxic because she's she's just playing the part Oh, I see. I see. So you mean to say that she was having a good old time and then all of a sudden the cameras, oh, the cameras are on. Her. I better I better look uh, like I'm the innocent I'm bit, one. I'm okay, but aren't we all guilty of that? You've never you've never, Bartley, been in a situation where you are are projecting a completely different emotion Impression? than you are. I don't think so. I think you I one hundred percent think you would have. I've done it. But I definitely think that I'm a straight shooter. Like I don't bullshit anybody. Um, so no, I'm not saying that. I don't. I don't mean that. I'm saying that there are, there are moments in our lives that are in toxic. any in any setting. Yeah, that you play a part. Yeah, and you're gonna. I could say if I've you been don't. There. Yeah, if you don't like your boss, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, but you smiling. Mm-hmm. doing all this bit but fuck you right Be- mm-hmm. and you're playing the part so you know when you got to turn it on and when you got to turn it off mm-hmm. okay that's all it is uh, but yes and no but like i feel like because why is that that toxic behavior from hers even well because she takes a shit in his bed that's why what if, what if that was they were what if they were into that no how no do we, how do we really know i mean we weren't there Oh, People but it's they were right? so it that relationship was so toxic on both sides that they were both recording each other Ooh. almost at all times. They're trying to catch each other slipping, huh? right? That's terrible, and, and that's why this. this whole trial has gone on so long. Dang. And all the audio tapes are being revealed, and she's you know going off the deep end and shitting in his bed in the middle of an argument. That's fucking weird. Hey, no, I don't, it is weird, right? Because in my mind, I'm like. <laughs> possess me to want to do like okay, what if what if she got so mad she had to take a shit and she's like well i'm here <laughs> fuck it let's go 
Man, the restroom could not have been that far. Have but you I'm ever a, been so like mad the, you had to take a shit? But I like the benefit of the doubt thing, okay? I'm going to give it to you. That's okay. toxic, though. <laughs> that's literally toxic. The bad toxins exiting her body. Oh, my gosh. No, that's, that's not what I meant. Like, like her behavior is, yeah. I'm going to make you miserable. Like, I'm not going to walk out the door. I'm going to make you miserable and make you sit through it. But I'm not going to leave. That's toxic. Yeah, that's toxic as hell. And and I feel like guys get such a like you hear the term toxic toxic masculinity all the time. What does and that you, mean? You guys I, what's an example of toxic masculinity? It's like Oh wait, 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 wait. Is that the movie that you mm, Oh, actually I'm going to keep that thought there. Yes, Natalie sent Barteus and well, I toxic uh, the the recommendation that will be coming up at the end of this. I'll just say it now. It's the mask that you live in and it talks about how we raise boys and how we end up raising them in a way that creates toxic masculinity because they are no longer able to express feelings, Emotion. emotions. Right. They, you know, we strip them of their just feeling, of just their humanity, I think, right? And so with toxic mask, so what makes it toxic masculinity, I think, is when we're, when the men are just walking around in their high horse that's what you think. Slapping their dicks around and they don't give a fuck who says what. What are they slapping their dicks on? <laughs> Hopefully not anyone's <laughs> face is what my immediate response wow. is. <laughs> wow. Wow. <But laughs> I don't know what damn it. I don't have a specific example. But anyways, my point being, you hear that term a lot, but you what you don't hear is toxic femininity. And it's this. It's the same concept of women. Like women are, are have toxic traits just like men do, but nobody talks about it. Yeah, yeah, because everyone just gives in to the. Let me ask you oh, something. She's, how? She's weak. How? Okay, I mean, I'm really thinking about putting this out there. Okay, so let's say I, I'm gonna paint a. Hypothetical situation. And, and it's not probably hypothetical at all. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> if I told you that I was... Well, let me preface it with this. Do you guys think that toxicity and bullying are kind of synonymous to one another? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. So if I told you that I was bullied by a female family member... She's toxic. But at what <laughs> age, but at what age does it become toxic, right? So what if this happens when you're a child? Like if you it's don't, not you don't call a child toxic. Uh you I know? would. I would, absolutely. If if it's not corrected and like if you can see that toxic behavior and that it is not corrected by a parent or by by a person of authority. Yeah. Then, then that child thinks that that behavior is okay. Yeah. And then they grow up thinking that behavior is okay. And hello, you're toxic. Like yeah. you, you are, you are that person. You are a toxic person in all your relationships, in your friendships. Mm-hmm. You may have one or two friends who are just as toxic as you, and you get along. Mm-hmm. But you, you do not sus- sustain long um, romantic relationships, and you don't have a a huge group of friends. Bartley, 
What kind of credentials do you have on toxic behavior? Barley <laughs> is going into you it. Got, you uh, just got the Barley facts, just, bro. You yeah. have the facts. Because I... But my, I man, I don't want to put this out there, but I, I guess I have goes. to. Here it goes. All right. Uh, Bartley therapy hour. Here we go. Um, All right. Let's hear it. This is good. So my first love was a toxic relationship. My the the girl I fell in love with the first time out like my oh. my very first love she was toxic as toxic can be. Wait, did you know that at the time? No. Okay. Well, you couldn't have. You couldn't. No, have. I didn't. You I didn't at the time. But even then, like, like I was so in love with her, I didn't. I I kind of like bypassed all the red flags, and I was just like, you know, I I love her, right? I don't mm, so I don't want to be without her. Okay. So I caught her kissing another guy. And she like played it off like, oh, it was no big deal, you know, yada yada. And I kind of just like was eating all the the, bullshit uh, that you know, consuming all the bullshit that she was feeding me, thinking that you know, oh, it's you know, it's gonna get better, it's fine, it's no big deal. Wow, you stayed Bartley? Yeah, for a little bit. Wow, Bartley. I mean, I I get it. And then she ended up cheating on me, Mm -hmm. like for real. And then, (laughs) meaning like she was intimate with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, clothes were taken. How do you know? Because I found out. Did she tell you? No. You connected the dots. I connected the dots, and then Very when nice. I when I confronted her on it, she like tried to bullface lie to my face, and I'm like, "You're you're full of shit." <sighs> and so the next day, I go to work, and she brings in a uh, dude that she's been <gasps> what? Yeah, while I'm at work, and oh. and because uh, I was working in the restaurant in the restaurant industry at the time. And I almost jumped the counter to whoop homeboy's ass. Like I was, Wait, I was. So he knew that you guys were together. Yeah. Oh shit. So they toxic people know. find toxic people. Bartley. Mm-hmm. But anyways, like like it's the same. The 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 definition you you gave up earlier. Like they they find pleasure in not letting you go. Like it, it's a it's a game to them sometimes. It's a control thing, right? Bartley, do you think that that heartbreak in your life? shaped who you are as a person to some degree absolutely mm-hmm. it 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 wrecked me as a as a as a person did it, it make you wonder like why wasn't i good enough yeah mm. especially that i met her in church and oh like, that's the worst uh, yeah like we went to church together and i thought you know it was great um you know and then this happens and it's just like wow and it made me question my faith. It made me, um, I was wrecked for, I, like, it took me years yeah. to get over. Yeah, I get that. Years to get over. And I carried a lot of that baggage for a really long time. And I was single that entire time because I just couldn't, I couldn't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a lot of issues of, like, of self-doubt. Like, I'm, I guess I'm just not good enough. Mm. You know, or feeling sure of yourself, or feeling right. sure of the other person, or not wanting to be vulnerable in front of a potential, you know, your future partner or whatever, right. because you've been through X, Y, and Z yeah. with whoever. She, it was. she destroyed me as a person. And yeah, and then you let's said go that, slash her tires. And then you said that she's like your first love. That's some bullshit, Barley. I'm sorry, but look, all the better because now you're happy. I am happy. I like that. But it took me a very long time to go over. Was like, her I was name 20? Destiny? No. I feel like toxic women's names are Destiny. Destiny. No. I, I won't say her name. She doesn't deserve 
the no, breath of air. But she does not, especially um, not on this podcast. I was twenty. Okay. I was young at the time, and she was like eighteen, nineteen. That is young, yeah. And I was head over, like I was head over heels, and it just like it, I. There's points where I felt it was reciprocated, mm-hmm. and then at other points she did toxic shit like that. I'm sorry you experienced that, Bart. So, I just feel like w- like women get a pass sometimes in in, in society. Oh, yeah, and when I, they're toxic, but but if a man's toxic. You know, it's put on, on blast. Bartley, don't you think we should get more passes considering all of the oppression no. that your gender has no. done for us? Look, I because think it's... It, no, because because she was a she was a white woman. Mm. So why am I going to give her a pass when she was my race? It's not like you know, she's a minority. It, race doesn't matter. It's it's your the heart, right? It well, and it's just you know, male versus female. It's not no, it has nothing to do with race. No, I didn't. I, I didn't mean race. I meant gender. <laughs> Oh, gender-wise? Like, because how you're no, saying, like, you we're going to give women no, no, no. any breaks. Is like, no, 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 because you right, guys because are all about uh, equal pay and equal everything else. This is <laughs> this is no different. Mm. We're going to put your bullshit out there, too. Listen. Yeah. Do you like women, Bartley? I do. Are you anti-women? No. I feel like you're he's a closet. He's a man-woman haters he's club. A, he's no. an anti-feminist <laughs> no. uh, in the closet. I'm not. I am not. I am not. <laughs> He go. Mm. He's like, man, I work with these two bras. <laughs> the shit I gotta go through. <laughs> I, you don't even know. I do want to say that, um, you know, you how you're saying about like we we deserve a pass as women. We've been having passes as far as like our toxicity because we've we've conditioned men to do that for us. Because we've stripped them of all of their feelings and emotions. So I think that if as a woman I'm beating the shit out of my husband or my partner or whatever, boyfriend, whoever. He's been conditioned to not react. Stay in your place. Don't Mm. don't hit back. Mm -hmm. Don't say anything. Don't cry about it. Don't say anything. Don't you go telling your boys that your girls over here beating your ass or emotionally or physically abusing you because now you're going to be looked at as less than. Right. So women get away with it. Right. Which is now which is now being revealed here with the Johnny Depp and whatever her name is. Right. And so, but it's common. Like this is not just this is not just oh a celebrity couple had this happen to them. Like a, a celebrity man is getting beat up by his celebrity wife. This happens every single day, mm-hmm. and every time, like mm-hmm. you don't hear about it. You don't right. hear about domestic abuse when it's the woman exactly. beating the shit out of the guy, and he won't do anything because the moment he strikes back, it's now on him. I would hate to be a dude. Right. It's now on him. Right. It's now domestic abuse on his side because he's stronger and he's a man and he can outpower and all all these 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 traits, and and the women get the pass. Yeah. That's to- that is incredibly toxic. I love how much passion Bartley has about this. I'm fired up. I no, it. it's true because I think that I think that because men- I've been on that side. Like I've been emotionally tortured, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was just a like. Nobody couldn't talk about it to anybody because then you know if I tell my my friends they're gonna just talk shit and say oh you're you're exactly. a pussy you're a bitch yep you know you put up with that yep you can't say anything mm-hmm. you know and and you know she learned that trait from somebody mm-hmm. hurt people hurt people right yeah 
um, there's this, I'm bringing this up that men, one in seven men report domestic abuse. One in seven? This is sheltering. You know what? I never understand statistics like this. One in seven men? Yeah, so one out of seven So men. out of seven men that I interact with, one has one of those guys is dealing with a toxic bitch. Yeah. I believe that. I believe even that Either these numbers is dealing are with or has dealt with. Hey, I you know what? And like I was telling you, I'm so emotionally and mentally drained from all of the toxic shit that I've been list- hearing about these last couple of weeks that I'm like, fuck women need to just people why are we people well, need to just calm the hell down people do need to calm down but like in my case the the stories that i've been hearing i'm like man like we gotta do better just women to women you know what i mean mm. like help each other out or just call each other out on our shit okay as far as toxic behaviors are concerned and i guess a good segue here is did you go over these? How do how how do I get away from no. toxic people? Let's talk about this real quick. I googled it. I said, because <laughs> Google tells you everything. Yeah, we like to Google around here. How to get away from toxic people? Number one, <laughs> set firm boundaries. There is no reciprocity, as Bartley was saying earlier, in toxic relationships. Mm. I would say one A. Don't ignore red flags. Mm. Because a person, once they show you that they're toxic, it's not something they can they can undo. It's not something that they can just turn off and turn on. Trust they your they gut. are a toxic. If they show you that they're one time that they're toxic, they are toxic. Run. And I would say, like, if they show you and you have this feeling in your gut and in your mind, body, and soul that something is off, then it is off. Don't try to fucking, oh, maybe it's just me, or maybe I just read the signal wrong, or maybe I'm overthinking It's not you, it. it's me. And like, no, Bullshit, it's definitely yeah. your intuition telling you, like, bitch, run. Men and women. Number two, follow no contact rule. Once you break up or end the relationship, don't contact your toxic partner or friend again. Number three, Practice self-compassion. Number four, make safe. I'm sorry. Make self-care your priority. Mm -hmm. Number five, surround yourself with positive people. Mm -hmm. Six, focus on the present. Seven, write a journal. And I just want to say all seven of those things, each one of them is hard to do. It's hard to do just one of those things. You know, it's funny. There's going to have to be a sub episode or a future episode where we talk about toxic positivity. I don't know. I don't know much about it, but there's a a thing now that's toxic positivity. And I think it's when you try to ignore the the I don't want to say the negative bullshit, but just the not so happy things that are happening in your life. It's kind of like when you say when we say um, like being in denial, positive only or positive, uh-huh. positive only lifestyle or right. No bad vibes or whatever right, 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 it right. is. That's toxic positivity. We'll That's interesting. To, we'll have to look into that a little more and see what we can come up with. But yeah, there's the whole thing. But it, it is hard because it kind of goes back to when we were talking about in last week's episode with Jimmy, when we were talking about our mushrooms and how people can't sometimes handle People being positive yeah. or overly positive. Yeah. So I could see how those people would come. <laughs> but toxic Get positive. Toxic positivity out of my face. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to look into that. But yeah, each one of these is difficult. We're not always living or focusing on the present. 
fucking we barely even have time to shower let alone write in a journal exactly you know making self-care a priority self-compassion what well we're so critical of ourselves we don't have no compassion well we try to now but like at least personally you know but i will say this though for the person listening who is relating to all of these things and saying all right cool this is what i gotta do to get out of a toxic relationship Mm. like i said these are all difficult just doing one thing alone Mm -hmm. but i think that there comes a time when you really just had enough yeah and i think that when that day comes that you determine with certainty that you have had enough just walking away completely Mm -hmm. in in my opinion is probably the thing to do right because in one through seven you know it talks about set firm boundaries and follow the no contact no Mm-hmm. Don't even contact them. That's it. Done. Yeah. Cut them out. Slice them out your life. Mm-hmm. Right? But rest assured that in in that frustration of trying and trying, you're trying and it's just you keep going back and you keep going back. Yeah. But there there does come a day when you've had enough. Yeah. And when that day comes, these one through seven little tips on how to help. Right. Because you can throw the first two out the window Mm -hmm. because you've already cut this person out. Mm -hmm. But now you have, you know, self-care, surround yourself by positive people, focus on the present, write in a journal. You actually want to do those things. You will make time for those things. You will understand that you need your your mind and body and soul need this kind of nourishment. Yeah. Which goes back to what you're saying about intuition. Listen to your gut. Right. Mm -hmm. Your gut will tell you I've had enough Mm -hmm. and now it's time to work. Yeah. I'm ready for it change. Comes, it, it, it'll happen. It all depends on how deep the wound is, though. Oh. oh you know, you're not, you're not just going to be able to cut said person out and then next day, oh, I'm going to, you know, practice self-compassion. I mean, isn't that like cutting you, things out cold turkey, like people, smokers or addicts or... Because that behavior is just addictive behavior. You, you're You're addicted to a pattern. Pat behavior patterns. Yeah, and you don't even know that you're addicted to that pattern and you continue right. it. Mm-hmm. Which fucking sucks. And I think that that's what's drained me is knowing, like, of people and even, you know, just not to put my family's shit out there like that, but even, like, family situations where we continue to just be on our bullshit and we have no fucking idea how toxic we are to ourselves or the influence that we are given to our children or our brothers, sisters, whatever, because we're so fucking deep in with our toxic shit. We've normalized it. And um, everyone's just like, okay, yeah, you go girl. Natalie, no. have you, have you ever caught yourself being toxic? Oh, oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. Especially in my younger twenties. I was the most toxic bitch out there. I can't, what how i think in my i think in my um, mentality and attitude and i wouldn't say like i don't say i wouldn't say that i was like misheard over here shitting on people's (laughs) mattresses or anything like that but just um just very minor i think i would I think I would be manipulative and guilt. I knew how to guilt trip people. And what there was something that you guys wrote here about when they can't let you go, but won't treat you, won't you treat right, them right either. either. Mm-hmm. That was me. Damn. Like, 
not letting people go, making them feel like they're, you're not going to, you're not, where are you going? You're not going anywhere. Being so sure that I had people like this at the palm of my hand and they wouldn't let go. That's crazy bananas. Yeah. Yeah. And that's toxic. I'm I, definitely the person that can't let go. <laughs> I, I actually had. But have, um, you, have you ever caught yourself, Ricky, being that toxic person? Would you ever say that in in any relationship that you've had, that you've been the toxic person? I think, no. I've never been. I, I, I can't speak for people or yeah, what they felt. Their but experience. I've always been the victim of the toxic behavior. Right? Mm. But. I'm sure that as a defense mechanism and as a way to react and feel some kind of power, I probably did do some toxic shit mm. to try to make my ego feel better about why mm. I'm with a toxic person. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I've been toxic to myself, like, mm. especially after this whole, you know, this relationship between, I don't know, tw- when this relationship ended at 20 in like 25 26 and it's because you were hurt right i was i was still not over it so then you you reacted Mm -hmm. i brought it into the next relationship and i was extremely toxic to that person yes i could relate that that would be the same situation for me where i was the hurt one and heartbroken and then i said fuck that i'm gonna get hurt no more so maybe that's why i haven't been talked well because i haven't been heartbroken Ah. In the sense that the relationships that I was in, they were just relationships, but I did not. Meaning, did it hurt when there was cheating involved and lying involved? Mm-hmm. Yes, it hurt. Mm-hmm. But I think I would have been devastated had I been hurt by somebody that I love, that I was in love with. You know what I mean? Do you, right. Does like that make true sense? heart. Right. So right. I can't exercise I toxic- toxicity with someone because I haven't experienced the wrath that you guys feel. Right. I uh, was 100% in, mm. see, in okay, that relationship. So, so like I, I was all I was pushing the chips, center of the table. I was all in. Yeah, this is going to be my person. Right, I'm this have is my person. You know, we connected. Yeah. You know, it was great at first. I'm like, oh, this is it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, see, see, none of that I've ever... And again, it's not to say that I haven't been in relationships where I've told people that I love, but I did not, I don't, I didn't have that element, which is a very important thing, right? Yeah. So because of that, I'm just, I, I just, um, I'm familiar with toxic relationships and that's my addiction, not toxic behavior, but being in toxic relationships. Right. Mm. I think for me, it was, I was at a point in my life where in my teens, I didn't date much. Like I didn't have girlfriends much. Mm. And I was hungry for that kind of attention in that relationship, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was hook, line, and sinker. Once, like, once it happened, I was, I was there. I was all in, and then, you know, shit hits the fan, and now I'm, I'm, in a thousand pieces, and I have to pick myself up one piece at a time. You know, yeah. So yeah. that's a great story. But to say one thing, Barley, I think you mentioned earlier, and and Natalie also in our discussions. I've been, I have been very toxic with somebody, like incredibly toxic. Mm. And that's been to myself. Mm. And not until we had this conversation recently did I really like go in deep yeah. with my afflictions in my own um, toxicity. 
I mean, I was abusive with myself. And I, I've i gotten significantly better. Yeah. But, I'm I mean. I'm you bring that up. I beat myself up. I treated my body terribly. I made just terrible choices for myself. And, you know. Do you, you know, feel like that's been a long time for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. But more more so recently. Like how recent? Like in the last six months or years or what do you mean? Um, In, def- in the last three months. I, I mean, I hear it. What do you mean? Uh, When you like talk shit on yourself about like how you look oh, or how yes. you feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, is she on crack right now? Because like, mm. that's not how I see it. Right. Yeah. That's very important. But just yeah like it we talked about earlier when you get tired of something you really just get tired of it yeah and i got tired of feeling that way about myself and beating myself up yeah to the point of change yeah and no one's gonna show up for you but yourself well right especially if you're the one doing it to you Mm -hmm. if there's no one else that's gonna be like Hey, girl, maybe you should not mm-hmm. because these are conversations that you're having in your head by yourself. Right. You know, so how do you reverse that? Right. And in, like in the same way, I was toxic to myself mm-hmm. in that period after how that. Were you relationship. To- how can you explain how you were toxic? Just like, I don't know, some of the daggers she threw at me as she was like leaving. And it was really personal things that I told her that she like. I guess, you know, since we're here at therapy session, I told her, like, I never wanted to be like my father, who was mentally oh, and physically abusive mm. um, towards my mother. No. And was, was you know, cheating on my mother um, right before I was born, and which is what led to d- the divorce and everything. But mm. um, she w- she threw daggers at me, like, oh, you're just like your dad. I hate that. That's that's low-hanging fruit right there. It, no, and but I bought it. <clears throat> so I was toxic to myself to where I bought it. And it it took me a <laughs> really long time. And I guess toxic people create toxic people because I was yeah. just toxic. I was toxic to, the, like I said, the next relationship that I had. It was way further down the line, but I still wasn't healed. And I still wasn't myself. And but, I brought that right into the relationship, and I was toxic to that person. That's funny, Bartley. I think you and I have more in common than we than we thought or knew. Um, because yep. my mom would like growing up. Whenever I threw a fit or had an attitude about something, she would say like, "Natalie, I div- we your father and I got a, a divorce for a reason. I don't need another one of him in my life right now. That's so you need to worst. calm your attitude." And I carried that. <sighs> And I think I still do because to this day, I will tell you like, oh, I have an attitude just like my dad's. And yeah. and, and it's not a, like a good thing. Mm. And so, and and that, you know, it sits with you and you become that. Right. And I think part of my healing process was realizing how toxic I was in that, that period after. Uh-huh. And I like, I literally wrote like, I think it was Facebook message. It might have been. Yeah, I think it was Facebook Messenger. I messaged that person. I was like, look, it wasn't you. It was me. I was, I, mm. you know, I Did brought you in. really? Yeah. I had, a, I, I had that self-awareness because I was like, wow, I just did to that person. Maybe not like cheating and like, and like being a, a, you know, a total asshole by bringing said person into that person's work and just, mm. you know, 
rubbing the dog's face in the shit. You know what I mean? Like, I was I was never like that, but I was toxic in my own way. And so I had that self-realization where I was like, I just did to that person what was done to me. And that's how we change, or that's how we get rid of that chain of toxicity. Right. You are the shift in paradigm, Bartley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you, I, like, I just had the, the self-realization, like, wow, right. I, I did the same thing. So I wrote a long message to this person. I was like, look, this is what happened to me. I brought that, you know, in our relationship, I was extremely toxic. I am so sorry, but it was like pages long. Interesting. I, I, yeah. And I, I 100% apologize to that person for, for the bullshit. Yeah. The toxicness. Uh, uh, that, that's peace. That's peaceful. I like that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Knowing, knowing that I would never get an apology like that from my toxic person. Okay. Yeah. I have a question for the two of you. What happens, what do you do if a really good friend of yours, someone you would consider like your sister, or maybe it is your sister, Mm. she comes to you and she's like, help me. I'm in a toxic relationship and I'm trying to get out. Help me. Can you talk to him or can you help me? Can I come live with you? Help me. What do you guys do? (sighs) You want to go first, Natalie? Go for it. I'm, I'm, that triggers me. (laughs) That triggers me not only in my experiences, but in the way my father treated my mother. And I will not tolerate that bullshit. If somebody comes to me and saying they're in an abusive relationship or they're in a toxic relationship, I see red. And so I will do everything in my power to help that person get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. And I might, I might even throw some blows. So you would you would open your doors, you would let absolutely you would handle the situation. Yeah. Absolutely. You would support as much as you could. Yeah. And that's risking that's risking letting some of that toxicity seep into your own life because you're like a third party in this now. Right. right? Now you're, you're there to help. And yeah, you're involved now. You right. signed up. But you're yeah. saying you're in it to win it. I mean, that's your family. You're gonna yeah. do it. You've been a victim to it. Yeah. Okay. Now. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I feel the same way. I feel like if somebody close to me, a friend, family member comes to me and says, hey, you know what? I'm dealing with X, Y, and Z. Can you help me? Hey, you know what? Come by. Let's hang out. Spend the night. Stay a while. Whatever it is that you need, blah, blah, blah. Or it's funny, though, because I've had a specific situation where a friend of mine was in a toxic relationship and she she would come to me, hey, I'm dealing with this. What should I do? And then I would say, hey, do this, do that. Set boundaries, cut them off from your life completely. Let them go, you know, do all these things. And then would go right back in and continue to be with this person. And so it's also kind of like help the person that is seeking the help but don't have any expectation that they right. will That's hard. follow they will, through. They will accept it, right. Uh-huh. Because the likelihood is that they'll go back one, two, three, or four times. Because that's hard, too, you know? Yeah. And it's... and That's it's part like, of the toxic relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is the is the. Uh, I hate to use this term because it's like... Here has, it comes. It has such a, uh, a, a bad 
meaning behind it, but that's the grooming yes. part yes. of the relationship. They groom yes. you to take that toxicity. That's uh-huh. terrible. Uh-huh. Exactly. And so, you know, you've been groomed and groomed and groomed and groomed. Yeah. And it takes a while to, to break away from that. Yeah. I mean, I, I was... I was, I guess, fortunate in in that sense where it was just like, shit hit the fan, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But had it not hit the fan, I would be in that situation. Mm. I would be the one being groomed and being, oh, you know what? It's okay. It, you know, this, she didn't this, mean it. She didn't mean it. She didn't mean it. It, it meant nothing. She had a bad day. Um, Maybe I was in my feelings. Maybe I was wrong. You know, he kissed her. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm. I heard that. <laughs> you know, and and that kind of, I I would be sitting there being groomed. Lucky luckily for me I had a clean break. Like it, it shit hit the fan. But like I said, if it didn't, how long would it take me or how many red flags would I have to see? How many times would I have to be groomed before I'm just like, okay, this like I'm an idiot. You know what? Yeah. I'm so glad you guys are my friends. I wish I would have had you guys back then. Yeah. That's really good that you you would do that because you never know it's very difficult for people to ask for help mm-hmm. so if you're already being asked for help that in itself is i would say to most people right because you're admitting you need help like can you help me out here yeah and um, a vulnerable piece yeah and i remember calling when when i needed help and yeah. getting out of my abusive very toxic relationship mm-hmm and what I was told was, hey, you decided to get married and get divorced. Mm. This is your problem now. And I remember feeling really hard. That in itself is so fucking toxic. <laughs> <laughs> so were they just trying to tell you, like, don't come to me, deal with your shit? Yeah. Oh. And mind you, I never asked this person, this is a family member, I never asked this person uh. for help in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's just that at this moment, yeah, I needed help out from this family to help me you know the lack of compassion from that person is a toxic trait for that person yep like if you can't show compassion for that person that's that's coming to you for help that is so toxic yeah which is why like i try to be there from for you know my friends that i've known for several several years like Gosh, some of my friendships are 30 years plus and I'm only 35, right? Yeah. Those pe- like some of those people will come to me, you know, for help and come to me, you know, just to listen. And mm. I'm always there. Like, mm. I got you. You know, hey, where do you where do you want to meet? Let's go talk. Every little bit helps because you don't know people standing on their last leg sometimes. Mm. Like And you also don't know their mental state. Because mm-hmm. that that part, I, that's I, the I most myself, thing. I myself in that period of time was in such a dark, dark place, mm-hmm. and you never know. No, you never know. This person may just be like, "Hey, I want to, you know, hey, hey, are you available for for drinks tonight? Like, I, I want to go talk." Oh no, um, I'm doing this, this, and this, and then that's the last time you talk to that person because they can't handle it. Yeah, anymore. I don't disagree with you. I always. It's important to It's important to have answer, compassion and and to answer everybody. people's calls for help and knowing when people need just even a good ear to talk to. And and a call for help could be just like, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" Right? Just check in with people. Right. Yeah. And I guess you know what? That's a good that's that's a good resolution. 
you know? How do we combat toxic people in this world? Check up on people. Call your friends. How you doing? Well, I would say number one is be compassionate. Yeah. Right? Not only for yourself, like, you know, getting out of the toxic, you know, space that you're in, but be compassionate towards everyone around mm. you because you never know what somebody is going through, one, and then, you know, b- checking in with people. Because if you can't be compassionate towards that person or yourself, how are you going to check up on people? You know and, what I mean? And get yourself a good therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Man, agreed. I, a therapist put in a lot of work mm-hmm. in, and, and it's, it's an underrated form of help. It's such an important tool. Um, but get yourself a good therapist. Therapy is a, is a big, uh, very generous experience when trying to heal. And then once you get a good therapist, then get some mushrooms. <laughs> oh, God. Because that'll pair up, you know, really well in your in, healing in journey. a rebirth. Speaking of which, it's interesting. Um, I was having, <laughs> I like squirrels. Okay, they're cute. They got a little tail. Squirrel. They're cute. Squirrel. Squirrels. <laughs> I like squirrels. And I was having a conversation with my friend who was telling me, man, I got a bunch of juvenile squirrels in my yard trying to get rid of these squirrels um i was like oh my god why she goes i'm gonna get some squirrel traps oh my gosh that's, yes it's a lot so then they get they get the squirrel traps they trap the squirrels she's sending me videos and i'm like oh, why am i so sad about these squirrels like you're separating them from their little tree and their little lifestyle in that yeah. block and then they would release them at work so they completely relocated the squirrels. So they don't kill the squirrels. Okay. That's good, right? Just send them off somewhere else. Right. But for some reason, like I said, I, I love squirrels. I'm always taking pictures of squirrels and sending them to her and all that. And then she sent me the trapping of the squirrels. I was like, oh, man, that hurt me to see this poor little squirrel trapped. <laughs> and then I read the animal spirit of a squirrel means a rebirth. Oh, no kidding. Yes. A life, new life, new energy. And huh. I thought, you know what? That's appropriate. So me, a person who has experienced a ton of toxic relationships, personal, business, romantically, friendships, yeah, family relationships, a lot of toxic experiences I have. Yeah. It's been such a long journey to get that all out of my system, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And as I'm here and meditating and I have a therapist and I'm practicing different things for myself, it's because I got tired of all of it. Yeah. And that's why I say and I'm choosing discipline and focus to give myself a furry little tail like a squirrel and rebirth <laughs> my life into, yeah, some this compassion. next phase of, of my experience, my human experience. So shouts out to squirrels. Well, shouts out to you and your Squirrel. work. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I feel good about it. I feel good about you feeling good about it. I feel um, certainty in my uncertainty. Yeah. I know and, that uh, you're shout motivated. Shout out to birds, too. Over there. <laughs> you do love birds. Stop. I love birds. You love birds. birds. <laughs> you you got to love this. Today, um, I'm reading. Um, and I guess this would be my recommendation for toxic people. Okay. Is to buy this. Um, kit and to find the name of the author um, but he writes short meditative uh, books mm. how to love how to eat how to sit mm. how to relax 
and I think I think that's it. <laughs> um, so I practically memorized how to how to love, and now I started with how to eat. Oh, good. And it talks just about when you eat, like just do that. Stop, yeah. Stop thinking about everything. Don't be on your phone. Don't listen to the radio. Don't just eat. And so today, in practicing and being aware of your food, what I'm doing, yes, my food, where it came from, who prepared it, that it's how here it in front tastes. of me with me. Yeah. How mm. does it taste? I'm chewing my food. So I took it outside and I'm just watching the bird drama going on in my mom's yard. Yeah. Because we have a very territorial bluebird. Uh. <sighs> yeah. But it's just an entire choir uh-huh. of birds just going on. And so it was a beautiful moment. Good. You know, having my lunch fresh and watching and listening to the birds. Oh, that's the best. It is the best, but I I got so far away from that. Matter of fact, I don't even I don't even think I've ever experienced eating like that mm. for myself. Who would have told me that? Yeah. Who would have said, you know what? Stop thinking about everything. Stop worrying about life and just enjoy this meal right now. Yeah. And eat in silence. Yeah. Nobody. It's the little things in life that they, we take for that we just don't even think are impacting our yeah. us and that, and that's what i'm saying like that's i'm excited about this rebirth there's there's benefits to experiencing toxicity mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the benefit of going through all that is it's only going to lead you to a better version of yourself yeah you know nobody yeah. wants to hurt but it's unavoidable sometimes yeah i guess i want to close with saying going back a little bit to compassion and practicing that and being compassionate towards ourselves and others is that I think just in the last I want to even just say I don't want to say two years because that's just obvious just say in the last five years we're all every single one of us has gone through so much grief oh man and pain and uncertainty that we can't sit here and act like we're good. Everyone is going through some shit. And it can be just the my most minor thing. But we're all going through it. So it's important for us to have compassion towards others. Because as we said earlier, we have no idea what someone else is going through. And no, right. all we got to do is smile. All we got to do is be pleasant to ourselves and practice being pleasant around others because it's contagious, I think. Yeah. And um, I, as we were doing our little um, write-up here, I didn't think I had any recommendations, but as we were going through our, our recording, I found some. So my first recommendation for all of us in regards to toxicity um, is going to be The Mask You Live In. It's a documentary on YouTube that uh, sort of explains, um, I I feel like it explains human conditioning. Um, This documentary follows boys and young men as they struggle to stay true to themselves while negotiating America's narrow definition of masculinity. And it's really eye-opening um, to see how the media, parenting, um, society just molds little boys into these men that have, like a, like we were saying throughout this episode, 
have no feelings, have no regard towards others, and they have to keep all of these things in. So really good documentary. Um, it's free on YouTube, so give it a watch. And then lastly, um, something that's been really um, eye-opening for me and that I've been obsessed with watching is YouTube videos um, from Soft White Underbelly. So if you go... Hey, wait, what is Soft White Underbelly? Uh, the belly of the beast. Oh. It's like the, like, like I think the biggest or I the most vulnerable what... part or something like that. It has some kind of meaning, but oh Soft White Underbelly on YouTube. Um, and that'll help to practice compassion and realize that Again, we're all going through some shit and we have no idea what people are going through. Um, this person, um, the owner of Soft White Underbelly, his name is Mark Laita, I think is how you say it. And Mark Laita, from what I understand, used to be a um, either a photographer, videographer, some type of media person for, don't quote me, I think it's Apple. So he did that for a really long time, made a whole lot of money came to a point in his life where he realized that he wasn't passionate about his work anymore, left Apple and started his own thing, which is this soft white underbelly. And he mainly um, interviews people from homeless people from Skid Row in Los oh, Angeles wow, yeah. and captures all of their stories. And these are like, it's so incredible um, you know, we have this stereotype of we think Skid Row and we think just homeless drug addicts that just don't give a shit about their lives. But it, as a result, like as I'm, I've been going through these videos, it turns out like these people have been just are in so much pain and have so much hurt from their families and parents and just trauma and it's just I don't want to give it away it's really great and I get really emotional just thinking about it because we don't practice compassion towards these people Mm. and we need to and maybe that it would make the world a better place (sighs) well you sold me on that I'm gonna watch it yes definitely watch it there's so much good content in there um I'll send you some of my favorites Anyway, well, that was our show. (laughs) Um, You know, if you guys liked this episode and any others, make sure you download, you share with your friends and family. Um, Make sure to leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also support us by donating some coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash on this frequency. This week's episode is brought to you by rose city sound with executive producer big brother jake from the big brother jake podcast produced and edited by Juicebox bartley keep in touch and send us your topic ideas at on this frequency at gmail.com increase the peace y'all bye mm.